It's the two sexy Puerto Rican studs, Ortiz Santana, repping that, that LAX 5150. My vision is 2020. You want our 2020 podcast? Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip hop. Check it out. Boom. Ow! 2020 podcast, bro. What? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly with Shit Boy, man. Young Quarantine Poppy. Still out here. I got my Calvin Klein shades on. <laughs> J Max finest. <laughs> Feel me? <laughs> chilling, man. Chilling, man. Chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, just. I don't know. I don't feel like. I feel like. I don't know if I'm coming or I'm going nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So. Who knows what's happening nowadays, man? Or like that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Word up. <laughs> Appreciate but, you listening. But this is episode 19. And, I mean, 19. Wow. 119. Sorry. 119. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, shit. Episode 119. We just got through a pretty packed weekend of professional wrestling with, you know, SummerSlam, NXT, uh Stuff happening all over the place. There was a whole bunch of indie indie shows as well. Shout out to all the performers at the Black Wrestlers Matter event that took place as well over the weekend. Word, there was a Black Matters Wrestling event? Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah, we talked about it. But who was a part of that? Uh, I know the Jabateer sponsored Sunny Kiss to be there. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So they had, they had, you know, they had a couple of people I know from uh, ROH, uh, GCW. They had a couple of, uh, you know, black talent from there, and then a lot of other indie indie circuits were there as well. So it was a great, it was a great event. It was a great yeah, event. yeah. They're, they're definitely well known. You know what I'm saying? Well connected. Very respected. You know, we've been fucking with the Javasiers for a minute, so. Definitely, definitely, man. Shout out to them. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody that put that event together. It was really dope. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I saw a lot of new music. Been listening to a lot of shit, and then just like kind of like casually stumbling upon other other stuff as well. You know, when you wake up at nine forty-five in the morning, and there's a text message with a. Uh, video clip and it's a 20 by 20 podcast intro the new intro being (laughs) into the works yeah i was in the studio yesterday and i heard this beat and then i just heard myself saying it's the 2020 podcast (laughs) nice this john real quick yeah man i can't wait until we uh put it here man we put it on the show bro don't let don't have the people waiting too long, B. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Don't have the people waiting too long. Yeah, man. You know, been back in the studio lately. I got like five joints already. Okay. Um, it's been pretty fun. You know what I'm saying, to say the least. My the engineer I'm working it um working with, he's not super skilled in his craft, you know, because he just started, he's a baby in this, but Okay. 
you know what I'm saying? The energy that's building in that studio is pretty dope. So there you go. That's all you need, bro. You know, I can't wait to actually hear the tracks like mixed down a bit and so oh, I know yeah. that's just gonna take it to another level. Like all you need is the good vibes, bro. That's it. But yeah, man, so look out for that. Definitely on the lookout for that. You already know that the 20 by 20 podcast is going to be all over that shit. Look out for that. And when you see me, you might see me in a Storyline Tees t-shirt wilding, doing ridiculous hood rat shit with my friends. (laughs) Saying what will Pillman do? (laughs) And and when I see Scam Likely on my phone, I answer. Like you're not gonna call me and scam me, so I wanna, I wanna, I wanna actually see your game. I wanna see a, I wanna see what type of game you're trying to throw at me. You know, when I see scam, likely I see that as an opportunity. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talking the storyline, T, of course. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I might have the Pillman on. I might have the Shawn Michaels on. You might see me with the Nation of Domination on soon. Look out for that. <laughs> yes, yes. We got that. We got that there. It's in the store. You already know. Storylinetees.com. That's where you can get your fix. Yo, that, that uh, Nation of Domination shirt got a, got a lot of good uh, good feedback, bro. Yeah, so far, so far, so good, man. You know what I'm saying? You're sure, the like- godfather. <laughs> He put the yeah. blunt there down, and he was like, yo, power to the nation. I fucks with that. Send me that. Yes. We're going to send That's him down another one, and, you know, hopefully hopefully take a flick with it. You know what I'm saying? So see what happens. You know, everything everything is uh is in motion. Everything is going well, so I can't complain. I can't complain about that, B. Shout out to the nation of domination. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> but, uh. Um, you know, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. I mean, we're we're back to square one with a lot of the shit that uh people have been uh I, I don't I don't even know what's the right word to say right now. Like it's just it's, it's the police up. is out here shooting people, shooting black people. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, bro. Jacob Blake Shot seven times in the back. Yo, bro, I'm so sick and tired of having these fucking conversations. Yeah. Of, yo, yo, you seen that video? Yo, yo, you seen dude that got shot? Yo, you saw what I'm I'm sick and tired of having those fucking conversations at this point, bro. Like, I don't even know how many times I've actually said that phrase. Have you seen that video talking about a black man being shot by the police? I don't even know. I probably said that like 50 times this year, bro. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, man. I, I'm just speechless because it's like, you know, it was only a couple of months ago where we had the George Floyd incident. You know what I'm saying? When they cold-bloodedly murdered the guy. The people are still post- protesting to uh, about you know, to even, today. Even um, even Miss Taylor, you know what I'm saying? Like the way that she, the, the way that her life ended, and 
and everybody else, everybody else. There's so many in between. There's a lot of names that don't get spoken about as often. But it's like, oh, and now another one, bro. And then this one, the homie gets shot in his back. And it's like, why? Like, what, what was the need for that? And like you said, this is me asking the same fucking questions all over again. It's starting to get tiresome, bro. Yeah, I know this is a wrestling podcast, and you know, I'm yeah, not, I know we just got off I'm topic. Not drag it. I'm not gonna drag it, but I honestly feel like there needs to be some type of guide or a guide, yeah, just showing people how to interact with police. Because yep. at this point, everything that's going on, you know, and you know, laws changing and the funding the police, like I get all that and I get that fight, but on top of that fight, like there just has to be a something that we can use where this is the way that, that that shows this is the way you should interact with the police. Yes. And that shit will save lives. Cause at this point, you know, it's a scary situation, it's a high stress situation when police just got their guns pointed at you. You're innocent. You you know you don't know what's going on. You want to run away. I, I can imagine, but I don't know, bro. It's Got just it. it's crazy. And I you know I respect the NBA and you know things like soccer, MLB. Like they all canceled their games yesterday. And you know that was respectable, but now they're gonna resume it. Yeah. So it's like. So it's like you know I I and I get it you know. But it's just... It's wild, B. It's a wild time. It's a wild time to be living in, B. It's a wild time. But, you know, the reason why I brought that up is because this past Friday, before SummerSlam and, you know, all these other events that happened, we had a back and forth and, you know, a discussion, let's say, between The Miz and Big E during uh, Talking Smack. And, you know, The Miz basically telling Big E, like, yo, like, nobody's going to take you serious as a contender for any title if, you know, you're, you're just going to keep on playing around. You know, Big E's whole thing is like, yeah, that, that's just me. That's my character. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm in the ring, he's like, do I do my business? He's like, of course I do. Because, you know, he came, he came to the, he came to the set to get interviewed and, he had his, you know, he had his feet on the table. You know, he was being comfortable. He was, big, he was being biggie, basically. You know, and, you know, and then I, he's like, yo, before we get into any of that, and then he went into, like, whatever happened to Kofi last year, how he won the title. It was a great, a great moment. You know, he had, he had, a, he had a good run, and it was just stopped. Like, there was no, there was no chance to get a rematch. There was nothing. Like, that whole angle of him being a champion just got, like, washed away. And he's like, you know, Kofi's not going to say anything about it because, you know, Kofi is, you know, that's just him. He's just, he's a, he's a cool dude. He's, he's a great worker. He'll just, he'll just work, get do what he has to do and keep it moving. Like, he won't talk about it. He's like, but I'm going to talk about it because I feel like he was disrespected. And The Miz, you know... The Miz being the Miz, bro, and this brings up 
a lot of conversation because this the way the Miz was talking about like how he he had to work hard for everything like he was up there and now he's still trying to work his way back biggie was like yo dude you've had plenty of title chances plenty and been in plenty of big angles kofi has it kofi had to wait 11 years you didn't have to wait 11 years for a title and it's like he still couldn't understand it and people people started being like yo this this has been this has been the miz since he was on the real world he had a racial conversation with a black cast member on that show i remember that you know and you know she put him in his place and it's because he's coming from a part of cleveland where he's not interacting with anything but white people so what did he like kind of allude to? Like, what do you think he was trying to say? That nobody was taking Kofi serious as a champion because he was still throwing pancakes. And Big E's like, when he got into that ring, did did he did he probably had the probably the best two matches of the night, one of the best two matches of the night? He did. Regardless of what Kofi did outside of the ring. Because this, this is what New Day stands for. They could do whatever they want. But as soon as that bell ring, they're going to show you why they're that good. Now, this is a different time. When we grew up, of course, the, the big bad, you know, the dude that was all serious about shit, that was a champ. But this is, this is a different age, bro. Not everybody. Like, even John Moxley as an AEW champion. Yeah, he tries to talk, you know, he he. Talk, he Tough talk, tough walk, likes to use uh, nails and bats and all those other shit. But yet, you know, he has he has like a fun side to him sometimes. He he says he says slick shit. And you know, it's just I, I don't know, bro. Like it, it's weird because like if somebody like somebody else, if a white wrestler acts goofy, it's cool. He could be a champion acting goofy. So, I mean, yo, I get it. I remember when I first saw The New Day, when I started watching wrestling again, I thought they looked kind of corny. It's like, that whole pancake shit, I still don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, whatever, like, that's, and that's dumb, that's fine, but I also get what The Miz was saying. I don't, I didn't see the racial thing in it. Because a lot of times, wrestlers just get pushed out there. Like, we just saw with Rey Mysterio's son. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to get put into a situation quicker than a lot of these wrestlers. I mean, shit happens. Miz had already notoriety. Like, he was already known. He was already a celebrity, like, before he went to the WWE. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, obviously, he got put into a better position because he came in with more clout. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I honestly don't see the racial part of it. I mean, yo, and Biggie be gyrating his hips and doing all this. It's like, yo, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not sold on Biggie, to be honest. Why are you not sold on Big E? 
Like, he doesn't... I don't know. Like, I don't really see anything special about him yet. Like, it could be his ring attire. I don't know what it is. It's just something about him. It's just... It just well, doesn't... That's, that's what... You can't even... You can't even, like, put your, like, finger on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? Yeah, I've seen him do dope shit in the ring. And, you know... Just like most of the other black wrestlers, he can talk on the mic. <laughs> so it's like, I get it. But I don't see nothing truly special about Biggie. Every time I see him on TV, I'm just like, all right. Like, please don't shake them hips, you know? <laughs> please don't shake them <laughs> hips? The fuck? <laughs> You know that shit he does, man. Yeah, Maybe but it's, it's all right. So you know, know what I think? I think him when he gets like that and he does like all the goofiness, you know, like how you would say gyrating. <laughs> that that's what throws you off about him. Yeah, it's a part of that, but it's also like as stupid as it sounds. Like I don't like his ring attire. It just there's something off about him. You don't like his ring attire either. Okay. There's just something off about Big E. He doesn't command like the, like he doesn't, I don't know. Like he's not, he doesn't seem like the, a main guy. I mean, he's, he's just, he's fresh, new right now to being a singles wrestler. Yeah, he was a singles wrestler a couple of years back, but New Day's been together, what, maybe six, seven years already? He's just getting re reacclimated with being a singles wrestler. And I feel like as the time progresses, he's going to catch that vibe again of being like somebody. Not yeah, but I feel like people are pushing him to like that championship status. Like, but not now. I want to see the road. Kofi did it. Now let Big E do it. Nah, I don't think, I don't think it's like that because even before Kofi, Got the chance to be a singles a singles title, a WWE champion. Everybody was pushing for for Big E to be that person to be WWE champion. Now, and this was before Kofi. Yeah. So now that he's having a chance, being out there by himself, it's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be a natural progression. I feel like they're gonna go through the motions with it. It's not going to happen one, two, three. It's definitely not going to happen like that. With Kofi, on the other hand, it it really didn't happen like that either because it took a couple of months. It was a storyline that was going down for about three, four months. And it was good. And it was good. This is just the progression of it. And mind you, there was a different catalyst there. There was the fans, you know, and not only the fans on social media. There was the fans that were in attendance. That as soon as that new day dropped, that song dropped, all you heard was Kofi, Kofi. And you as as a fan, as an as an audience member, as, as a viewer, that shit just had you going, bro. Yeah, I remember. You know? I remember that. So now they're playing against that. They don't have that there for them at the moment. But it's there in the social media realm, it's there. You know what I'm saying? Now let's see if we see it with the Thunderdome there. We got the fans there. Let's see how excited they get when they see Col- when they see Biggie come out. 
when Biggie has a match and he's he's you know he's doing the comeback trail, and you know he, he's gonna start getting back into the match because he was getting fucked up half the time. Let's see what happens. Let's see what kind of energy he brings. I think Biggie should flip on New Day and join Hurt Business. Nah. And then he not, can be, not to go not to go to another faction. That'll be stupid. He can be like the Rock. Nah. Of Hurt Business. And then through his as a heel shine to a point where even though he's a heel, he gets shared like a baby face. I wouldn't have Biggie go from one faction to the next just to be uh, he's one hopping. B. I could see him crew hopping. Nah, to be a one B to, to MVP, that shit is whack, B. It needs to be Dolo right now. Yeah, one B, but like not one B like on some like ex- literally how Farouk was with the Rock, like a one B, and, and then he threw out Farouk and became the leader. Yeah, because he nah he's bigger than the fucking nation at that point. And yeah, but I'm just saying, I don't see it. I can't, I can't see. It. I wouldn't want Biggie to go from one faction to the next. That shit is nah, nah. That's some WCW bullshit right there. I think it'll work, man. No, I don't think so. It's just all right, but it's just just for him to just be him. Like, oh, I'm Big E. Yeah, I should be the champion. Oh, uh, he's gonna come out. Hey, how you doing? My name is Big E. I'm gonna be heavyweight champion. What do you think? Yo, watch these hips. I'm gonna cover it with the heavyweight title. <laughs> nah, man, it's more than that, bro. It's more than that. You just stay man. tuned. Watch, stay tuned. Your your mind is gonna turn to some somewhere else with that one. I'm telling you, B. But I just feel like, you know, the Miz was kind of downplaying the fact because like, he, he said he had told Kofi, he's like, yo, just make sure you're not lost in the scene. Make sure you're still into the you're still in the main event scene. There is no way, no how that Kofi had could have made sure that he was gonna still be in the main event scene after that loss to Brock. Because that was all the setup for for a match with Cain Velasquez and all this other shit. And look how that shit fucking turned out. That shit was fucking horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was nothing. Like, they gave us a little something at the Royal Rumble when nobody else was in the ring. And Brock Lesnar was there. And I forgot what number. Out of nowhere, Kofi comes out. I'm like, oh, shit. What's going to happen now? <laughs> Kofi lasted more than a minute and a half. That was more than anybody else before him. But, you know what I'm saying? That's all they gave us. That's all they gave us. And that's whack. And that's and that's because everything is predetermined. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga made it seem like he, he didn't care that he could have changed the narrative. You can't change the narrative. Unless you're like a John Cena or some shit like that, a Brock Lesnar, then you could change the narrative, because you mean something. And he he kind of like downplayed Kofi's whole road to the championship, like like waiting the eleven years was his fault. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he played the cards he was dealt. The Miz comes in fresh off a of real world. Two years later, this nigga is fucking wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania. 
And like he says, oh, I worked my ass off for that. Nobody said you didn't. But they afforded you the fucking opportunity soon. They didn't give that shit to Kofi. They had Kofi as a four-time United States champion, two-time Intercontinental champion, a couple of fucking tag championships with CM Punk and this other nigga. Like, All right, let me ask you a question. What up? Who do you think is better on the mic with promo skills, The Miz or Kofi? Miz has fought, fell, fell off a little bit. Just like overall, over the overall, over their career. Mm. Overall, I hate to say, but I have to say the Miz. Who do you think? All right, the Miz. Who do you think had a better heavyweight title run? Oh, Kofi over Miz, definitely. How about IC? IC title run? I can't even remember the last time Kofi had the IC title. I was that long ago. Mm. The Miz had eight different Intercontinental title runs, bro. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, who do you think had bigger matches over their career? Kofi. You would say Kofi had bigger matches than the Miz over the Definitely. Definitely. Bigger matches meaning... When he was in the ring, with whichever competitor it was, it was a way better match. Bigger meaning giving a bigger opportunity, a bigger chance. You could ha- you could say the Miz, because the Miz was in there with great athletes as well. But I just mean that current, bigger, like if, if they did a versus, who would have who would win? Oh, Kofi, because Co- Kofi always goes in on their matches, bro. Mm. Yo, Kofi could just play the hits from the fucking Royal Rumble when they throw him out and. He gets back into the ring some crazy way without his feet touching the fucking floor. Yeah, I used to like that shit. He used to come with a different way every rumble. Every shit. year, bro. Yeah, that's you know what So, yeah, he'll blow Miz out the water, bro. He's a way better, way better wrestler. So, all right. But the Miz has one of my favorite, favorite promos ever. Everybody talks about him with uh, Daniel Bryan at, at Talking Smack, which was great. But it was the the fight promo for the match with him and John Cena at Mania. And it was just him talking about, like, him and him, his come up. How, yo, people didn't like him. The Big Show kicked him out of the locker room, and he had to go change in, in a bathroom where fans were at, bro. <laughs> no way. Yeah, do his shit out like, the way. Like, get out of here, my nigga. You don't belong here. He seems like a like bit of an asshole. Who? The Miz. Yeah, they ain't like him. He's like annoying and shit. <laughs> but yo, he he just cut a crazy fight promo, and it was over. Nas hate me now. Pretty dope. You gotta check that out. Who, the Miz? The Miz, yeah. Dope. All right. I'll check it out. A lot of talking about white privilege with that one, but we'll, we'll, that's another story for another day. What you sipping on over there, my guy? Uh, I have some seltzer where I have to cut a lime in here and a little bit of ginger. Pretty good. Not for nothing. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. 
Sounds pretty fancy and pretty healthy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but um, also this week, AEW and NXT were on different nights. You know, NXT still on Wednesdays, 8 o'clock, doing their thing. AEW got moved over because of uh, NBA playoffs. They got moved over to Saturday. And another thing that was whack about Saturday is that they got moved over to 6 o'clock, but didn't start until like about 6.35 because of the Thunder Rockets game. That's old school. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. But um, the ratings came in. NXT, I think it was their first time in 2020 going over 800,000 viewers. Mm. They had 853,000 viewers. And AEW has 755,000 viewers. And the great the, the takeaway from that night, Cody lost the TNT championship convincingly to Brody Lee. Convincingly. Why do you say convincingly? Because Brody was whipping his ass. Yeah, it was a good match, though. I fucks with Cody, man. Ah, he's been putting on some great, some great matches in that TNT uh, bracket, bro. It's pretty, front. I like that he waited until the belt was completed to give it up. I think that was a part of it too. I think it was like, you know what? If, if Cody could rock, rock out with the uncompleted belt, and then once you know the shit is completed, give it to the rightful owner. Because he, he's there to just make stars. I don't think he's trying to be like the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think he's just trying to help everybody. He, well, know, he is the biggest guys. star in the in in the company. Bigger than Jericho? Huh. Right now, like, as an AEW wrestler, I would say him. Jericho is just an attraction. Jericho is like... Jericho doesn't fight as much. So he's basically, when he's there, he's kind of like, you know, like an appearance from from Brock with Paul Heyman and shit. Yeah. But the guy that's there all the time wrestling, the workhorse, that's definitely uh, Cody. Well, your man, um, John Moxley, he's officially the number one wrestler on the PWI 500 list. Yep. Yo, one, you, yo, Sir Wilkins was like, he said something like, "Yo, you know, y'all know how I feel about, y'all know how I feel about John Moxley." <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like, he, it, I think he said something like, "I don't think he deserves it," but at the same time, I think he deserves it. So, and then I seen him in the comments like saying facts. To niggas shitting on John Moxley. So, what did you mean, Sir Wilkins? Let us know. Give us a call. 1 800 223 9797. Patty Dukes is not on the line. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But let us know. But um, I- I'll be honest. Everybody swears that John Moxley's title reign has been great. I don't see it. I don't see I feel like if he has a match that does not involve some type of instrument in the match, whether it be 
like a no holds bar a no holds bar match and there's tables and thumbtacks and this that and the third the match is a little boring the match between him and Brian Cage was a, it was boring it was boring to me I mean all right it was boring you know what I'm saying and like one match why that's one match one match but he's had other matches like the match with um what's his name Darby Allen it wasn't really all that you know what I'm not even gonna sit here and try to defend John Moxley I'm not right mm-hmm. but one thing I will say is the fact that he was Dean Ambrose the shield he was a superstar in WWE yeah and then went to AEW and completely Reinvented himself. He didn't really reinvent himself. Why would you say that? That's just because to me, as you know, that's Dean Ambrose at a hundred. That's all it is. Nah. As it is, bro, it's Dean Ambrose with no restrictions. That's all it is. No, yeah, he would have those crazy moments, but what I'm saying is, the name John Moxley. That's his independent name. I know, but what I'm, my nigga, I'm not disagreeing with all anything you're saying. What I'm saying is, he was able to make that transition, and it, it was fucking amazing. Like he became the champion. Like he's, nobody talks about the shield with him or nothing like that. Like that shit isn't even a thought. All right, because the shield is no more, bro. Nobody exactly. talk about it. Exactly. I'm okay. saying, like, he, he was able to just completely remove himself for that and take on this, you know, the persona that he, he once was. I respect that. I thought that was, like, super dope. He looks more comfortable than Jericho. Now, Jericho's another one acting all goofy and shit, so I don't know. Good. That's LP's man's. Yo, LP, how about your bro, bro? I like your bro, bro, bro. I like your bro, bro, bro. <laughs> I like your bro, bro, bro. <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it with him, bro. Me, he started. He started great, Jericho, and then I don't know. She was. She got lost. I don't know what happened. I know I, that little ponytail he used to wear. Like a little. <laughs> I was like a little. I knew that little ponytail was racist. <laughs> Look at that shit, like you know. I know you got shit to say about black people. Oh, my God, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But, yo, back to the ratings that we were talking about. What do you, like, what do you you get from this? Like, you see that NXT went up and AEW went down. People could say that it was probably because it was a Saturday. But let's be honest. The niggas that are AEW loyalists, where they going on Saturday? This is Nathan McFly, the 20 by 20 podcast, and this episode was sponsored by Dream Match Wrestling. You're asking yourself, who's Dream Match Wrestling? What's Dream Match Wrestling? Let me tell you who Dream Match Wrestling is. He is the master designer, the hand behind the pen, who helped us bring to light our ideas on the Brian Pillman shirt, Shawn Michaels shirt, Finn Balor shirt that we got going right now. And he has many, many more designs. And if you want to see what he's doing with his Dream Match scenario line, this is what you got to do. Go to www.dreammatchwrestling.shop. 
You want to get in touch with him individually? Go to his Instagram page, at Dream Match Wrestling. You got an idea for a logo, an idea for a shirt, an idea for a portrait. Whatever it may be, he brings the ideas to light, brings it in front of you. Because he is the master designer, the hand behind the pen. He is Dream Match Wrestling. Check it out. Now back to the pot. I mean, yo, I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to the ratings like that. I feel like people can can say like, oh, AEW, they're still in their first year. We can't judge them. This is year two. When did year two start? This is year two. When did they they have the anniversary? They, They announced AEW in... I'm not mistaken, 2018. I know they announced it. Hold on, let me see. Wait, or 2019. 2019. Yeah, finally January 1st, 2019. Yes, that whole year. This is the second year that they're about to be going through. We're going to get into their third year soon. Dynamite started last year, October. All right, yeah, there you go. Dynamite. That's really what I was talking about. Like, okay. them actually being on TV. Um, it's about to be a year. Yeah, they're still in their first year, technically, with that Dynamite show. They still have time to get their shit together, obviously. That's the excuse that people are going to make. Do you ever see them cracking a million? Like Yeah. On point, like every week, a million. Once they make their like, once they make a huge star, bro. Once they make their first like household name star, I I think that might be MJF. I think so too, bro. That dude is yeah. No, he got he got the championship match with uh, Moxley at All In, which I think is next week. Yeah, give him the title. Give him the title, give him that prime time, TV time, and let him do his thing. But that's what they need. They can't be, they can't be having this, uh, this championship go through the hands of just former like WWE niggas. Like this, this championship has to be made by one of their own. And if it's not MJF, who else? Because you could say um, Adam Page, hang- Hangman, but. He doesn't have, like, that charisma, bro, that MJF has. I don't think so. Not yet. I don't either. Um, I could see MJF doing some shit like calling out NXT or some of their wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? I could definitely see some shit like that, just bringing up the ratings. Super fan. Have him go through all the ex-WWE niggas you got there. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Was it Randy Orton? What? I forgot Randy Orton like text somebody or or tweeted somebody and was like say hi to Gold Dust. Oh yeah. He did that to uh FTR. <laughs> yeah. I was rolling. That was great. He didn't call them by their <laughs> he didn't call them by the names they're going by now. Yeah, he going by the WWE name. <laughs> that was great. Like, yo, tell Goldust, I said, what's up? <laughs> tell Zack Ryder. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, that dude, that's that's the... 
that's the top guy, right? Who? Randy Orton. Yo, Randy Orton is that dude right now, bro. I see the top guy, son. Yo, he's this this resurgence in his career is amazing, bro. It's just great to watch because he's doing the best that he can. And then let's get into it right now. I want I was gonna hold off on that, but let's get into it right now. Keith Lee debuted it on Raw, right? Keith Lee is gonna get pushed to the moon because Keith Lee is just that charismatic and he's that good in the ring. He ha- he has a- he's more he's more than good. He's 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 phenomenal. Limitless. He's limitless. <laughs> I might have shaved my mustache <laughs> and changed my ring gear, but I'll slap the monkey out of you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that sounded crazy. You see, fuck. <laughs> but anyways, timestamp. They <laughs> they put him in there with Randy Orton. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, love it. Everybody got to keep lead for the ring gear for the music. I understand the music. The music is so generic and horrible. I understand that shit, but. He even he didn't even need to like give it play and he told people don't worry about the music it's it's like real minimal to what I'm doing right now it's like it's 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 on the bottom of the food chain don't worry about it it'll get handled he's like I can't believe nobody is really talking about me debuting against Randy Orton he's like that's the big picture right there yeah, I can't believe nobody's talking about me doing a belly-to-belly over the head. He just threw Randy Orton over his fucking head. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, people are not seeing what's happening in front of us. Like, Randy is building a star. Randy has been asking to have a, have a segment with one of these NXT guys. He had, he had asked for Tommaso Ciampa. He had asked for, I forgot who else, but Keith Lee's name must have got thrown in there, and he he must have been like, yo, this this could be dope. This could be dope. I could fucks with this. Now, what I see happening, Keith Lee is going to have a major role at WrestleMania. This is, this is just me thinking right now. After what I've seen at the Survivor Series, Everybody was everybody was just talking about what they saw at Royal Rumble between him and Brock, which would be great. But what I saw at Survivor Series between him and Roman, now that Roman is back. Roman is a big supporter of Keith Lee as well. And Vince McMahon loves this dude. What if this all leads to having a Roman Reigns versus Keith Lee, but Roman's heel during the match? For, for WrestleMania. You have Keith Lee versus Teeth Lee. <laughs> Yo, again, why Randy Orton is the GOAT. You saw his response to Roman? I did. <laughs> Saying he had horse teeth and shit. Nah, yep. but the first one where it was Brian from Family Guy. 
and he just got his teeth fixed. And he's like, yo, glad to see the big dog back. <laughs> Fire. Fire. But yeah, yeah, I could definitely, it's a fire return. I could definitely see that. Yeah, man, yo. And everybody says, ah, fuck Roman Reigns, blah, blah, blah. Nigga. People are hyped for Roman to come back. Is he heel? Is he have little heel vibes? That's That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting from the shirt, the way he went crazy on the fiend with the chair. He wasn't really smiling like that, too. Nah, he was just showing teeth. Yeah, sometimes I couldn't tell if he was smiling or he was just, like, couldn't close his mouth. <laughs> He's like, they still knew. <laughs> I'm about to ask him, like, yo, let me one, bro. Like, <laughs> gap. like let, me hold, let me hold one of them 80 teeth you got in your mouth right now. <laughs> no, you got the whole, the whole joint done. Yeah, but it's good to see him back, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely. Great to see him back. Now, listen. If this dude pops the ratings, everybody know SmackDown is hovering around, you know, the 1.1, 1.2, 1.3 area at the moment. Okay. If he comes back, that should jump up to, like, 2 mil and change. Ain't nobody going to say shit to Roman, bro. Because he moves the needle. He moves the needle. Yo, everybody was saying, even on social media, that uh, SummerSlam really, really wasn't all that until Roman came out. I mean... I mean, you know, they're, they're mad that... They're mad that he already got a title opportunity, but hey, he was supposed to have a title opportunity at Mania, and that didn't happen. So he's just coming for what's his. The big dog. The big dog coming. All right, let's see what happens, man. He's coming, man. He's coming, man. But, uh, yeah, man, this weekend we had we had a couple of uh, debut, uh, people debuting, having their first matches with uh, former NFL kicker Pat McAfee and Dominic Mysterio. Certainly a solid um, debut for... McAfee, for sure. Definitely, bro. I, I was very, very surprised at some of the stuff he was doing with uh, him, you know, what was it, the superplex off off the top rope, him jumping to the top the way he did, and, yo, I was like, okay, Mr. Acrobatics, I didn't, I didn't know this shit. Word. And shout out to Adam Cole, the ring general in that match. He, he really moved the needle for that match, too, man. It was great. It was great to see, and it didn't. To see these two matches, Pat McAfee, Dominic, Dominic, yo, was really, really interesting because he gets the concept of professional wrestling really good. The way he, the you know, just mannerisms, facial expressions, the way he was selling moves, you know, he still needs a little work on his high spots here and there, you know, frog splashes and shit like that. But I mean, you know, he, he had to, he had to show off for his papa. Exactly. He was there for almost <laughs> he was there for almost a half hour wrestling probably one of the greatest at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Top five, one, one of one of the best doing it right now. And this just makes me appreciate Adam Cole and Seth Rollins 
on a whole different level. Because you could always go out there and have a match with talent in the company. But you can't always go out there and have a match with people that's never been in the ring and have that match look as good as they did. Facts. So shout out to them. I I, I have like a whole new appreciation for Cole and Rollins. I mean, I always love Cole, always love Rollins, but right now, to me, they're on a whole new level, bro. They're on a whole new level. They're at the point where they could be talked about on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pat McAfee had people talking about Adam Cole on ESPN. Triple H comes on ESPN like, hey, McAfee, you want to fight? Yeah. You know, like, shit is crazy, bro. Looking like a young Ned Stark. <laughs> Ned Stark. <laughs> it's it's amazing, man. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, do you see a future for any of them? Yeah, I would. I would assume they both continue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely fucking baby Mysterio. Like, I feel like that dude. Yeah, he looks smooth out there. Like, and McAfee too. He looks smooth out. They they both just they look natural out there. Like, I fucked with it. Cause let me see, Pat McAfee. What is he? I'm not trying to hype it up. Yo, Pat McAfee is thirty three. I thought this dude was like forty, mid late thirties. Yeah, he's thirty three years old. Homie got potholes in his face, like he did fifteen years in Attica, bro. Shit. <laughs> Looking like a young coffee cake face. Hey, coffee cake. <laughs> like the dude from Dick Tracy. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I ain't peeped that. Yo, but it's it's crazy. All right, cool, cool. Dang, he's young. Yeah, get him in the ring, bro. Get. Yeah, but Cole's Cole's gonna be that next star too. Yo, Cole's gonna be that dude. He's gonna be the one that's gonna really bring forth the new generation of the WWE. I think, man. I think when you know they when the dust settles and they start cutting the fat a little bit of all these other guys they got in the main roster, I think Adam Cole is going to be one of those main dudes. Like, even just last year during Survivor Series weekend, like, not even during the weekend, during that week or two, he where he showed up on SmackDown, faced Daniel Bryan, showed up on Raw, faced Seth Rollins. Both matches were fucking phenomenal. And then to go in to, uh, whatchamacallit, to War Games that, that week and in phenomenal match, that, I mean... He's all over the board. It's it's just amazing what he can do, even at that stature. You know, he's he's letting people know that it doesn't matter how small you are. That's what it is, bro. And and shout out to the Messiah too, bro. That dude. Yeah. He was, he was having this moment where you didn't even you thought he was gonna fall off. <laughs> like, it got a little weird for him and shit. Yeah, it did. It did. And he actually, like, took that and went into heel mode and and fucking became the Monday Night Messiah. Like, that's fire. Yo, listen. And people did not like that character. For one glove? Yo, they hated, yep. And they hated, they hated the music when he changed it. Nah, people hate change. Yeah. 
There you go. <laughs> People hate change. But the little shit that Rollins does, like, he's super comfortable out there. Oh, yeah. He's always been like that. Always been comfortable. Yeah, I fucks with it. Oh, yeah, bro. Shout out to that, man. And uh, another thing that really that really strikes me uh, from the weekend was the character of The Fiend. Now, The Fiend beat Braun Strowman for the Universal title. That's where we've seen, uh, whatchamacallit, the reemergence of Roman Reigns again because he came and beat the shit out of The Fiend. But a lot of people are saying now that, like, you know, The Fiend is selling now. That's going to kill the character. Blah, 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 blah. To me, it's just more of like a, a progression of the character. Because I go, I always go back to The Undertaker when I compare it to The Fiend. Because there's no other character you can really compare it to. After a while, probably after I think a year and a half, Undertaker has stopped selling. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, there was times where, you know, he, he rose up and he'll look at you, do them dead stares and stuff like that. But once he won the title from Hogan and then... About 10 days later, lost the title to Hogan. Hello. Was the fucking... Yo, was the character dead? Or did the character change? Kind of like, you know, it got tweaked a little bit. He was still the dead man, but still it got tweaked a little bit. And he became a babyface. And people seeing the Fiend kind of turning babyface, they're like, oh, it's going to kill a character. No, you got to show different layers to this shit, B. He can't be the same thing all over. All the time. If he's the same thing all the time, the shit gets stale. What do you think? You you think uh, the fiend not selling is is like really killing the character or what? No, man. Like it has to happen, right? Like you were yeah. saying, with Undertaker. It happened with Kane, where Kane was like indestructible, and then oh shit, Kane went down on one knee. <laughs> oh, he's on two knees. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that, you know, eventually, like, you got to go down. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, you got to you gotta sell because, I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, not, like, he doesn't move. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, you can't kill him. Like, he just keeps coming. So, yeah, that's good. I think I think I think it's good. You know, people just gotta like lay low for that because they're like, "Oh, Roman's gonna win this match." Who knows? You know, like, it, and if Roman wins the match, so what? Oh no, nah, they ain't even let him chill with the belt, bro. How many times fucking Austin won the belt? Eight days later, fucking lost the shit on Raw. It happens. That shit happens, bro. Just yo, just go with the story, chill out for a bit. You know, get get yourself some, you know, seltzer, a little bit of ginger and lime. Sit back and relax, bro. Yeah, I wonder how they flip it, though. Like, if they're going to go right away to and Roman? give Roman the, the title shot or if they let this prolong for a while, like, kind of forget about it and then come back to it. You know? I mean, my, my, my thing, what I want to see is, is Roman be the heel. And everything that's been happening, all this self-destruction and, 
I mean, all this destruction be, be, from um, retribution. Maybe he has a, he maybe he has something to do with it. You know, his shirt does say "wreck everything and leave." That's what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be great. I, it just it'll tie in stories. It'll make. It, I think things will just start to be make start to make sense, and people will start to appreciate it a lot more. So it's just you know let's see let's see which way they go with it, man. A lot of people are already like ah these niggas over here, you know nothing makes sense. I was like, long storylines never make sense. There's always like a fold. There's always a a variable that gets thrown in for it to make sense. Just wait and see. You know what I'm saying? Waiting. Yep. We waiting. You know, let's see what happens, man. Like, just like with Keith Lee. Do I like him with the shirt? It shit looks a little funny, to be honest with me. I don't think so, bro. I think it's like, yo, my man. You know why? You know why I think it looks funny? Because he has, like, the Samoa Joe shorts. So it just looks funny. If he had the shorts without the team, maybe it would be all right. It's like, yo, my man, you want to be in the ring. You got your button. You got the timbre. <laughs> you out here with the timbre wilding. You got the hejibre showing. Like, yo, bro, nah, we're going to put you in black and we're going to give you a T-shirt. Like, chill out. Bro. No, I don't mind the shorts. The shorts, I don't mind. The, the the flowing shorts that he got going, the Samoa Joe joints, cool. But I just think it looks funny with the tight shirt. I feel like it looks funny that way. Maybe like during the match he takes it off, and when he takes it off, he means business and shit. Because <laughs> it looks like he's wearing a kilt, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> like a onesie quilt set, uh, quilt set. <laughs> onesie kilt. <laughs> That's nasty. That's what I'm saying, you know. So hopefully we'll hear new music too, because if if one thing would change back. I would want the music to change back. But, you know, they said that the whole thing with the music is uh, CFO Dollar Sign, who used to produce for the WWE. WWE only owns 50% of the publishing rights. Mm. So if they don't own everything, they don't even want to deal with it. They don't want to pay nobody else. They want to keep all the money in-house. I respect so that. Yeah, so they're telling all the superstars, like, yo, please change your shit. But there's a lot of people that are not changing their shit. Uh, you got AJ Styles. That's a CFO dollar sign right there. That met many whole bunch of whole bunch of motherfuckers have fucked with them because they made classics, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like shit that kind of knocks. Like yo, you hear that? You're like, oh, this, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? Word. But uh, let's see what happens. I mean, Keith Lee said, yeah, fuck him. But we'll go with something new. And I, I'm maybe he has something in the works. You know, maybe they just gave him something generic just to hold over until he gets his real music in. I mean, let's see what happens at Backlash. That actually makes the most sense right there. You know, let's see what happens at, when he comes out for Backlash. You know, he who's got... He gonna, who's he wrestling? Randy fucking Orton, bro. What, at Backlash? They... Yeah. So, Yo, Randy Orton, bro, like, I would say Kofi's best feud to me was with Randy Orton. That's the one that I was, like, kind of like, wow, this is crazy. Randy Orton's just 
this is fucked up. Um, even but Kofi won though. But um, I feel like Randy Orton, like his Edge feud, like as of late, like everybody that he's feuded with, like the Drew McIntyre shit, like mm-hmm. he's he's made Drew McIntyre human to me, <laughs> like. <laughs> Drew, um, Drew's nice, kid. Drew's really putting in work with that title, man. Oh, not yet, for sure. Shout out to Randy Orton. Now I can <laughs> fuck with him. Now you can fuck with him because <laughs> Randy gave him the okay. Who else? I mean, Randy. And now Keith Lee. Who else are you going to debut Keith Lee with? So it's not like, think- so it's just something where it's like not it doesn't have to be like overhyped and overplayed, but it's kind of like, mmm, that's fire. Keith Lee and Randy Orton, that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody's like that he's being rushed into a pay-per-view, he's being rushed into a high profile feud. Understandable, but who else is Keith Lee gonna be going for? They already like established the friendship between him and Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton came, punted, punted uh, Drew McIntyre's head about four times on Raw. Guy, The guy's, quote-unquote, in the hospital with a, quote-unquote, fractured skull or some shit. You know, yeah, give me that. Give me those storylines. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Give me those storylines. Like how, you know, people back in the day swore the, the four horsemen broke uh Dusty Rhodes' leg, and they they almost couldn't get out the arena because the fans were trying to kill him. Give me some of that. For real. Let me, let me, let me. And, and it was just, some Dusty, Dusty Rhodes just needed to use some PTO. Like, that's literally <laughs> all. Like, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, let's, let's see. Let's see what happens. You know what? Put him in the ring with Randy Orton. See if he's actually ready for that type of scene right there. Because you could be the best out out of the indies or whatever the hell you you can have the best matches promos all good but on a high profile match with somebody you know that is that nigga you get in that ring and you show everybody that you could you know stand stand toe to toe with this person it's only gonna build the stock yeah for sure you know what i'm saying so i know everybody you know they they, they wanted probably what up Oh, no, that, you can finish that oh. thought. No, like, because I, you know, I hear other podcasts and I hear other, you know, I see other things on social media and everybody's saying this, that, and third. Oh, Keith Lee's already ruined. Yo. One, I know if McMahon likes him, it could be a, a gift and a curse because he could probably destroy it. But Keith Lee is too talented, in my eyes, to be destroyed. I'm sorry. Who's his next... Who's his next opponent? After Randy? Yeah. I don't know. It's looking like some some bit of like a a three a, a three person storyline between Randy, Drew, and Keith Lee. Like it's it's something there. Like I forgot what Keith Lee has said, but you know, he says something about like he didn't really like how Drew McIntyre interfered in his match with Oren on Raw. And that's why they got that they're having this match at Backlash. Right, but like you know, and then Drew McIntyre says, "Hey, you know, Keith Lee's my boy, but you know, I had to come in and you know, 
do my thing. So it's that. like, I that. That's true. You know, so then it's like, okay, maybe we got something there as well. You know, because Keith Lee said it on, um, damn, they have this show called, was it The Break? Some shit like that on WWE Network. And he talked about how he knew Keith Lee through the Indies. When, I mean, um, Drew McIntyre through the Indies. When he was, you know, when he when he got fired from WWE and he trying to make a name for himself again, he's like, yeah, everywhere we were at the Indies, I beat him. Doesn't say I can't beat him now. Mm. So I feel like all of that is take, you know, all of that is coming into place. You know what I'm saying? So let's see what happens. I can see Keith Lee going up against Biggie, and it's like Spider Man well, versus Spider Man is looking like pointing at each other. But one's on Raw and one's on SmackDown. No, yeah, that's just my dream match. Shout out to Dream Match. <laughs> I like the plug. Like the plug. <laughs> Word up. Shout out to Dream Match, man. But yeah, man, I'm hoping, hoping and praying for something uh fly from that from that angle right there. Word. So, my boy. What are we playing for the pot? We got to play some Nas, man. Ah. Somebody got to play some Nas. Yo, it took Nasia Jones for me to stop listening to damn Freddie Gibbs. Like, yo, I have been stuck on Bandana and fucking Alfredo for the past, I don't know, six months? Almost, yeah. almost. Since last year and shit. Um, I was on that bandana, and then once fucking Alfredo hit, like, I don't know what it is. I love both albums to me are fucking official. But, um, yeah, that Nazir Jones, man. Fucking uh, King's Disease. That oh, shit fire. I, yo, I, I'm still listening to 27 Summers, yo. I'm still just letting that whole shit rock. <laughs> Like, seriously, I just let it rock, like, from beginning to end. Let's let it play out. It's spicy. Yeah, it's just, like, I feel like my man Nas is, like, because Nas always sounds like he's rapping. I don't know if that's, like, like as a rapper, I always, I hear him as, I hear him rapping. But on this album, like, to the beats he's rapping to and what he's rapping about, it was, like, nostalgic Nas to me. Okay. Like, I haven't heard Nas in his bag like that. Even that Ultra Black. At first, I didn't like that song. Now, I fucking uh, love that song. Yeah. I love that song now. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Hell yeah. Yo, um, Man. you know, Hit Boy got, a, got an album coming out with Benny. Yeah. He's a, he did one with Sean, or he's going to do one with Sean. He, got, he already did the Nas. He got the Sean. Now he has Benny. Yeah, I saw that. Oof. That's good. That's good. Benny need that. I can't wait to hear that shit. Benny need that. That album's gonna separate, not in a bad way, but separate himself from Griselda. Because you know they do that whole grimy shit. I feel like Hit Boy's grimy for for Benny is just gonna be like some masterpieces, bro. Let's see, bro. I'm waiting, man. I can't wait. Hey. Looking forward to that shit. Can't wait for that, bro. But yeah, yeah, we'll play uh, King's Disease.
The open. You want the opening track, right? Um. Nah, let's do 27 Summers because I've been pumping that too like crazy. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play tw- uh, 27 Summers then. Definitely, definitely. We'll play that. And uh, yeah, man, uh, shout out everybody that has been supporting 20 by 20 podcast, Storyline Tees. Thank you all. Uh, you know, just keep on on the lookout, man. We're going to have a whole lot of new stuff dropping soon. Working on a couple of things with uh, with the Hermano Dream Match, you know, Otherworld Rio. We got some stuff coming with him. Bojo got some audio fire ready. I mean, hopefully, uh, we can get you know the new intro up for the for the next episode. Just saying. Definitely, we can make that happen. Awesome, awesome. But yeah, so uh, this was. Episode 119 of the 20 by 20 podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan McFly. Young quarantine prappy was prapping. I got a haircut this week. Shout out to my nigga, Jose. Jose the barber. Never go wrong. Making me lovable out here. (laughs) Can never go wrong with the barber, baby. But yeah, man, we out of here. Peace. Bitch, I'm in a good mood, good groove, pull me up. The plane leaving dirty, fix your life, hurry up. Aki Rice Peace putting curry over duck. Courtside Rockers Warriors, hurry up. Smoking weed in the tuck, sipping Richard, sitting on Governor's Hour with all the killers. Premiering movies with my man De Niro and Johnny Nunez got all the pictures. Black grown, black owned, black women is the backbone. Latin food in the back room. Big business, I'ma drop a new yak soon, following the cash rules. Rich, Matt Black Rose, yeah, I gotta see in ghosts. 27 summers, that wasn't even the goal. Blowing cush clouds and we all for the smoke Black car, black rose, more black CEOs Bitch, I'm in a good mood, good group, pull me up Mass appeal, movies and music, sign with us All my niggas millionaires, G-Code know what's up What up Jung, what up Stout, what up Ant, what up East, what they say about us Rich, Matt Black Rose, yeah I gotta see in ghosts 27 summers, that wasn't even the goal Blowing cush clouds and we all for the smoke Bitch, black car, black rose, more black CEOs